Hi, I'm Jeff Ray, your host for Economic Outlook. Welcome to our show, where each week we take a deep dive into the regional economy and the people, the companies, the communities, and projects that are helping our region grow. This winter, Major League Baseball announced the most sweeping changes in history to minor league baseball. Those changes could have big impacts on communities that have teams. We'll take a closer look at those changes and give you a sneak peek at what's ahead for the Southland Cubs and minor league baseball here in our region, coming up on Economic Outlook. Baseball greats like Juan Marichal, Albert Pujols, Clayton Kershaw, Mike Trout, and Paul Molitor once called the Midwest League home. Now the next generation stars are getting ready to lace it up and continue on their baseball journey. But minor league baseball will look a little different this year. To help you understand all of the changes and what you need to know heading into this season, I'm sitting down today with Dick Nussbaum, the president of the Midwest League, and my co-host George Lepinotis will be sitting down with Joe Hart, the president and general manager of the South Bend Cubs. Just one other note before we get started here at WNIT, we're respecting social distancing and as such have both of our guests and our uh, hosts joining us today virtually. Dick, thank you and welcome uh, to our show today. Thank you, Jeff. This is something I look forward to a lot each year. I, I tell you, it's one of my favorites. Uh, unfortunately, there's never enough time. I'm a huge baseball fan, but I love uh, kind of catching up with what's, uh, what's going on and especially this year given uh, changes. And I think back as, as we've had you before, Midwest League's been around uh, since the 1940s and such. So, so talk to us just a little bit about, you know, kind of the Midwest League, it, it, you know, it, its history, what's kind of been going on with it. Well, this is kind of a bittersweet year for the Midwest League, Jeff, in this respect. Um, we talked a little bit last year about uh, the changes between Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball. And um, those kind of came to a, a fruition over the last couple of months. And, and what, what it's being sorted out at this point is there's now uh, 43, team, 43 communities, 43 teams that have been contracted and actually are going to be under a different uh, system. So under what we knew as minor league baseball, affiliated minor league baseball before there's 120 teams, 12 of which will be in the Midwest League. So we're down from 16 to 12. And um, when I say, the Midwest League, um, that's a little bit of a misnomer at this point. And, and you know, depending upon your outlook, um, the, 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 new, the new organizational structure has eliminated um, the minor league baseball umbrella organization, the National Association, as well as the, the leagues. So the Midwest League is, is, is uh, in, in terms of the teams that will be playing, uh, they will be playing in what's called a high A, uh, a central league. Um, and the Midwest League is, is, uh, is no longer. And so um, my role uh, will change. And, um, but I think the good, the good things about that, and we'll talk a little bit more detail about this organization, I'm sure. But for the fans, uh, they're not going to notice any difference. It's, um, you know, it's, it's a different structure. When you put the COVID plus this structure, it's been a it's been a wild couple of years. Let me just let me just say that. Yeah. So um, the Midwest League started in 1947. Uh, its final season uh, under that kind of rubric will be 2019. And uh, thank God we had the All Star Game here that year. Um, and I've got a picture up on my refrigerator of of me and a couple of my grandkids uh, out on the field uh, with the uh, June 17, 2019 on the scoreboard. 
So that'll be something that I'll always remember uh, with great fondness. That was a, a pretty special day and a really a fun memory here for us. And, and I, I love the fact that the, the, the comment, again, fans, fans won't notice much different. Let, let's just talk back up, though, for a second, because you mentioned, um, you know, some communities um, will not um, have teams affiliated. So I think of like Clinton, for example, which I think has been with you from the beginning or Kane County, you know, some of those. So maybe just from a high level perspective, talk about why minor league baseball is so important to communities and kind of the impact um, that it, that it's had or the influence it's had on the, on development in those communities. Well, Jeff, you probably know better than most um, the economic impact that minor league teams have from a dollars and cents point and employment and things along those lines. And we could spend a whole uh, show on that. Uh, but, but I think even more important than that, it's, it gives a community identity. I thought when the South Bend team came into existence in 1988, that it was really a turning point because it gave South Bend from a sports perspective, kind of its own identity. You know, um, I, I of course love Notre Dame and, and Notre Dame means so much to our community, but you know, uh, sometimes it overshadows the community itself and not, I'm not, I'm not criticizing anyone for that, but I, I just thought when you saw the word South Bend on the front of a jersey, it was uh, pretty special. Uh, pretty special for the community, and and it's far more than South Bend. It's you know Mishawaka, it's Goshen, it's 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 the whole region is able to um, you know um, adopt the, the team and and enjoy um, the play at uh, Foreman's Field. So, Dick, we, the uh, 2020 season had to be scrapped because of, of COVID. Obviously, these teams and communities rely very heavily on, on traffic and ticket sales. Right. Talk a little bit about um, COVID uh, impact, and then um, and then maybe look ahead at you know COVID. Obviously, is still with us, and how it might impact uh, you know things like the schedule or even protocols this year. Yeah, uh, schedules very important. Uh, the Recently, the Major League Baseball uh, released the schedule. They're, they're the ones doing the scheduling now. Um, and um, as part of the new organization, uh, the maximum number of games will be 132. Um, but this year, given the COVID situation, it's going to be 120, which actually is a little bit better than we thought we were going to get. Uh, so the season is going to start May 4th. Obviously, with the COVID protocols, it's not going to be a full state, a full, you know, uh, but um, it seems like um, spring training games, for instance, there was a game on Saturday um, in uh, Tampa, the Yankees and the Pirates, there was about 2,500 people in the, in the ballpark. So, you know, depending upon the state regulations and all those kinds of things, I would expect that um, we're going to be able to get underway May 4th um, and we'll probably at about a 25% uh, level, there's gonna there's a lot of protocols involved. I mean, it, it, the one thing that I have to give Major League Baseball credit for in the Players Association is that they have done a remarkable job of setting up the protocols. So, um, you know, it's going to be the same for the minor leagues as well. So the the, the, the intimacy between the player and the fan is not going to be there for most of the season. But um, you know, as we've been told by the experts, as the summer comes into play later in the summer. Uh, I think we'll be able to get more back to normal with regard to those kinds of things. 
Dick, you mentioned that uh, that the levels are, are changing. So, um, in, in fact, uh, many of the former Midwest League teams moving up to uh, high A. For, for for those who are viewers who are kind of unfamiliar with the different classifications, help us understand, sure. you, you know, maybe kind of the different levels and what high A means. Sure. Um, as part of this organization, I mentioned 120 teams. Uh, that works out mathematically to four four levels for each major league team, 30 major league teams, four levels. So the four levels are triple A, double A, high A, and low A. Um, there used to be other teams that were called short season A teams. So there's not gonna be any more short season teams. They're all gonna be full season. Uh, and so um, Midwest League was the, was the lowest level full season. Now it's the next highest level. So the prospects that will be coming through uh, South Bend and the other teams and what was the Midwest League uh, will be better. I mean, I think the play will be better, uh, which is a great thing for our community and the rest of the communities within uh, within the Midwest. Um, and it's a you know it's a pat on the back and a in a in a, uh, a real compliment to to um, to the Midwest League and to its various communities that support their teams. Great. So minor league baseball has this challenge of. Uh, um, one developing players ultimately to play in the in the major league, but but also about you know kind of fan experience in the community and stuff. Um, in our last two minutes or so, talk just a little bit about just kind of th that balance and, and and kind of the maybe the ballpark experience, the community experience, the things that that minor league baseball is doing to try to uh, cultivate the next generation of baseball fans. Well, you know that's at the local level more than anything else. Major league baseball is most concerned about player development and. And there's, you know, there's a lot of um, behind the scene things that, that are going to occur at the ballpark that the fans won't really see, like larger locker rooms, better nutritional areas and better training areas and those kinds of things. But, you know, you take the South Bend team, for instance, and their, their role and their goal is to make everybody leave the, leave the ballpark with a big smile on their face and want to come back. And um, South Bend's done a great job of that. And I think that's what you're going to see. Uh, more of uh, this year. There's obviously a pent-up demand. Um, I missed it. I'm sure you missed it. And uh, I'm sure 350,000 people in this community, in this region, missed it. Uh, so again, I, I think that you will continue to see better food, uh, more fun. Uh, certainly, a, 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 what was a very clean facility is going to be a sanitized facility and socially distanced facility. Uh, but um, you know, like I said, it, it'll be a great year. It's going to be a terrific year. Sure. Our last six, 60 seconds or so here, Dick. Uh, yeah, Midwest League traditionally did well on the fan side of things. Talk about just quickly the, the trend on, on baseball fans maybe before the pandemic and whether you think those will come back. Yeah, I, I think, as I said before, our, our attendance numbers probably won't be nearly as good because we're going to be limited in how many people can attend. But um, I think um, that... Um, we're, minor league baseball was on an uptick before the uh, before the pandemic, and I think that uptick will only uh, increase uh, once um, this season gets underway and gets you know we can get more comfortable with it. And certainly for 2022 and beyond, I, I would I would predict that with 12 teams instead of 16, that uh, the four million mark, which was attendance of between all those teams, will be hit with 12 teams rather than 16. Great, that's my prediction. 
Thank you, Dick. Really appreciate the chance to sit down with you each year. Wish we uh, had a lot more uh, time. Appreciate your insight on, on minor league baseball and, and what's going on. We'll look forward to a great season of minor league baseball uh, this year. So now for an inside look at what baseball is going to look like here in South Bend at the stadium, let me toss to my co-host, George Lefanyotis, for an inside look at what's ahead for the South Bend Cubs. Thanks, Jeff. I'm downtown South Bend at Four Winds Field, and I'm joined today by our old friend Joe Hart, president of the South Bend Cubs. Joe, thanks for being with hey, us. Hey, thank you for having me. Joe, I want to start by saying today's a monumentous day for me. Due to COVID, this is our first field segment in over six months. So thanks for being my first back. Hey, not a problem. Love yeah. anytime you can show the ballpark. And I, I, couldn't, I was just going to say that I couldn't think of a better place to start over again. So, uh, Joe, I know that, that my, uh, my, my, my time on TV is not the only thing that was disrupted by COVID. And we're going to get there when we talk about the South Bend Cubs. But before we get there, I want to take us back to some of the good years. And, and before we had uh, COVID in our world, let's remind our viewer about the South Bend Cubs and how you and your and your team came to be a part of this great organization. Yeah, it's it's been an amazing run. It's hard to believe I got here in January of 2012. Um, I look back on it, and it's, it's amazing how quick the years have gone by. We were South Bend Silverhawks. Uh, we were able to start and turn the attendance, get things going again. 2015, we became a Chicago Cubs affiliate, which, you know, being this close to Chicago was, was pretty special. They win the World Series in 2016. Um, and then, you know, we're setting attendance records, and then we get to 2019, which was really a, a monumental year for our organization um, and really the city of South Bend. I mean, we hosted the 2019 Midwest League All-Star Game, which hadn't been held in our city in 30 years. Uh, and then we won the Midwest League Championship, which we hadn't done since 2005. So, you know, there's, there's so many highlights over the last couple of years that it's pretty amazing. But again, it's all due to the great community we're in and the great fan support. So if you're going to have to go on a hiatus due to a pandemic, 2019 would be about where you'd want to time it. Yeah, it, uh, man, it was, it was, 2020 was an interesting year to say the least. I know it wasn't just effective uh, for us. It was, you know, everybody out there, but yeah. crazy. But let's go back a little bit, though, because there are some key partnerships that you have here. I know one of them is the Pokagon Band, sure. and uh, that partnership continues. Yeah. You mentioned the Chicago Cubs and you being an, an affiliate of the Chicago Cubs. Uh, I think there's some news there, isn't that, uh, isn't that right? Yeah, it's exciting that uh, as part of the, some of the redevelopment or restructuring of Major League Baseball, uh, we were able to sign our agreement to be a Chicago Cubs affiliate through the year 2030. So, you know, all the fans out there, you know, we get asked that, how long are you going to be a Cubs affiliate? You know, it's, uh, we're locked in through 2030, so that's pretty special. Yeah, that's a great solid and security, I bet, Absolutely. from a brand perspective. And also, I think you know, that's been just tied in with how great this place is to be. You really feel that kinship with a great organization. Uh, you also have a partnership with the city of South Bend. We yes. can't forget that, yep. right? Um, and right before we went on air, you mentioned something that I thought was extremely interesting, and that is that the city had quite the foresight back in the 90s when they built this yeah. facility and that it really, even today, has stood the test of time. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, this facility, when you take a look at it and put it up against any other minor league stadium, you know, it's second to none. It's right up there. And, you know, this stadium actually, I think, opened in 1987, so well over 30 years. Um, but when people come out, they think it's within five, six years old. And I think that's a great testament to the city. Uh, also, our owner, Andrew Berlin, I know he's uh, contributed close to $8.5 million of his own money into a city-owned asset. And that's really where the partnership has come in with the city. And it's, it's been outstanding. I've been in minor league baseball 
26 years now, been with five or six different organizations. There's been no better relationship uh, with the municipality than what we have here in South Bend. And, you know, happy to report, you know, we extended our stadium use agreement through the year 2041. So, uh, you know, we're not going anywhere anytime soon. Well, that's good. And uh, we are very excited that you're here to stay. I know uh, from a fan perspective, we all look forward to getting back to baseball talking about the investment that, that Mr. Berlin and his organization and your your leadership have helped spur here, and we've seen it all, right? Mm -hmm. the, the great the televisions, the giveaways, the, the water park, the, the various types of things that make this a family-friendly family yep. uh, event to go to uh, throughout the warmer months, uh, but also um, the uh, the housing complex, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, the Ivy at, uh, at Berlin Place. At Berlin Place, it, yeah. it was, you know, it was something I know you know, when, when Mayor Parent uh, agreed to build the stadium way back when, you know, that was part of what they were hoping for, some additional development around the ballpark. And, you know, happy to say the Ivy at Berlin Place is 100% completed. People are moving in. It's a great venue. Um, you know, the residents that live there are going to get the opportunity to experience baseball this year while living there. Um, it, it's It's been a long time coming for the city, but I think as you look out, it's changed the landscape really of our corner uh, of South Bend. So the Ivy at Berlin Place has been a huge hit. And again, that was another $23 million investment. And as viewers can see behind us, uh, you really have. That did complete yeah. the park. That did really make it more of a destination. It used to be fairly vacant out there, sure. kind of an empty field, yeah. really. Um, so that really has anchored that uh, that, that uh, northeast side yeah. of, the, of the park. All right. Now, let's get to 2021. Yeah. We're all excited for baseball. Let's start with uh, prior to your segment, Jeff, our host, our, my co-host, was in the studio talking to Commissioner Nussbaum yeah. about some reorganizations. I'm sure they touched on it, but let's start with that. Sure. Uh, there has been a pretty major reorganization of minor league baseball. Yeah, there really has been. Um, over the last year, Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball Player Development Agreement expired, so you know, Major League Baseball wanted to institute some new things as part of that agreement. And really the main thing was is there were 120 minor league affiliates uh, going forward. That used to be 160, so 25% of our industry, um, those minor league teams no longer have a major league parent affiliation. Obviously here in South Bend with our facility, our relationship with the Cubs, you know, we were never really in doubt from that. But yeah, there's there's 40 less minor league teams that have a major league affiliate now. So a lot of it was to, you know, one, major league baseball is looking at cutting back on the draft. The, you know, uh, historically, it's been around 40 rounds. They're looking at taking it to 20. So with less players, you don't need as many teams out there. And, and obviously the facilities. They want to have great facilities. And that was also some of the reasons some teams got cut. So the South Bend Cubs were never in danger of no. being cut. No. But it will affect you in both a positive and yeah. maybe a slightly negative way. Yeah. Let's start with the positives. Sure. Uh, it does make your ability to acquire talent a little easier. Yeah, you know, and that's the one thing for us is, one, we're also now going to be a high-A affiliate of the Chicago Cubs. For people that don't understand the way the minor leagues work, um, there had always been low-A, high-A, double-A, triple-A, and then the major leagues. So there were many steps in the ladder for these players. We were, previous to this year, were the low-A. Um, when guys were advanced from South Bend, they'd go to Myrtle Beach, which was high-A. We essentially flip-flopped with them. They're now going to be the low-A. We're the high A. So you'll see a little bit better talent of baseball here as well. Um, so that's something that we're excited about. And, and again, just continuing as a Cubs affiliation, um, it's always a positive. Sure it is. So uh, you have that. You have better talent um, and maybe a bit more interest, right? There's less 
minor league teams around the country yep. now, so the ones that do exist maybe gain some interest. Yeah. Although you've never had any problem filling the stadium. Have no, you? we haven't. And you know, really for us, if you planted a flag at home plate, we draw consistently, really from about an 80 mile radius. Um, you know, and we're even getting to the point now. You know, we're getting folks from Chicago that come over, those diehard Cubs fans that want to know more about the minor leagues. They want to see, these are the up-and-coming kids. These are the kids that will be roaming you know, the friendly confines in three and four years. So a lot of people want to see them while they're still top prospects. And while I can't say that coming to Fort Winds Field to see a game is, is, is quite at the level of going to Wrigley Field, sure. it is a different experience. Yeah. And it is still a very enjoyable experience, even if you are familiar with Wrigley Field. You get things here maybe that you don't get at yeah. Wrigley, like... A lot easier parking. Yeah, there's no <laughs> doubt about that. And we have some other unique things. You know, we have the splash pad for the kids, the inflatables in the fun zone. Um, you know, we set up to do here something that you don't really see at a major league ballpark. When you go to a major league game, you really go, you sit in your seats for three hours. Uh, and a lot of your experience is determined by wins or losses. For us, that's not so much the case. We wanted to create little community entertainment pockets. You know, we got the Tiki Hut. You know, we got the Performance Center where you can go in and hit. Um, and then people just kind of mill around. It's, for us, we wanted to create a fun social gathering. Um, yes, I love when we win. Don't get me wrong. 2019 was awesome winning the championship. But at the end of the day, it's more about just providing entertainment and creating memories for families for the long term is what we do. Yeah, and that's what we feel as fans coming into the stadium. Sure. I can tell you that that's generally very well accepted. So great job on that. Now, back to 2021. All right, mm -hmm. so you've got a reorganized league and we've got COVID to deal with. You are going to have some restrictions in May that we, we from what I understand. Sure. Uh, Governor Holcomb still has and the health department still have some constraints on you. Uh, but your hope is maybe by the end of the yep. year to be in full swing. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, at the end of the day, the number one thing I can't stress enough is to our fans, when they come out here, they need to feel safe. And that's our number one priority. You know, uh, we want our fans to stay safe, the players, myself, my front office staff. So we've been working with the health department. You know, even last year during COVID, we hosted several events out here that we could do safe and socially distance. We did some movie nights um, that were well attended. So, you know, that's our number one priority. It was always our priority even before people came out now it's just heightened a little bit more i mean we had hand sanitizers we had you know restroom attendants so those were the things that we had been doing pre-covid um so people can feel safe but at the end of the day we'll do what the health department you know suggests and recommends and we'll we'll work with what governor holcomb allows us to do but it is exciting may 4th is going to be here before we know it that's our opening day and i think we're something 355 days since our last baseball game and that's that's way too long too long i agree now Let's talk about that May 5th date. When, you, when a fan is to come to the stadium on May 5th, what can they expect this year? I think the biggest thing is, you know, they're going to still experience South Bend Cubs baseball from what they remember. We worked extremely hard over the nine years to develop great customer service, good quality of food, um, great fireworks shows, giveaways. Uh, the fan experience is not going to change. And, you know, we've been having a lot of Zoom calls with other minor league clubs as we share ideas. And, you know, unfortunately, some clubs are making the decision that, you know, they're going to cut back because of the restrictions. You know, if I can't have a full house, maybe I won't do that fireworks show or it's going to be a much smaller fireworks show. For us, that's not, that's not what we're going to do. I mean, this was not, this pandemic was not a cause um, by something our fans did. So when they come out here, they're going to be able to experience everything that they have in the past, but they're going to be able to do it safely. And that's, that's 
But we're excited about to still deliver what everybody remembers with South Bend Cubs baseball. Well, and that's exciting, and that's going to help the country and, and our county and our city and our area get back to uh, get back to a, a more normal existence. Yeah. No one's ever going to go back to pre-COVID, and we're all going to be a bit more cognizant mm -hmm. of our safety and our health. But um, it'd be nice to experience yeah. fun things like baseball. All right, now you, you and I talked last. The last time we talked, we talked about. Um, you know, how you were getting increased uh, attendance rates and really kind of uh, what can fans expect this year as far yeah. as demand and yeah. getting a ticket? Well, I think the biggest thing is, you know, we, you know, I think it was 2019, I think we had 43 sellouts, um, which is significant, um, very exciting for us. Um, I think now with reduced capacities, at least in the month of May, I think it's going to be even uh, more of a challenge to get a ticket to a South Bend Cubs baseball game. But we're going to do everything we can to accommodate as many as possible. Um, and then we'll, you know, kind of reevaluate what we can have from a capacity standpoint as the season goes. Uh, I know internally we're kicking around some dates around mid-April in which we'll put individual tickets on sale uh, once we've been able to satisfy and take care of our season ticket holders that have supported us for the over the years. Um, it, it's been a lot of planning. And, you know, Typically, the offseason is set with planning anyways, but this, so is, this year has been even more so. There's probably eight to ten plans that we've probably put together that we'll never use, uh, which is a good thing because that yeah. means you know, uh, we're hopefully coming out of COVID and we'll be able to go back to normal as much as possible. But I think the number one word has been flexibility and yeah. uh, being able to pivot, and that's what we've been able to so do. So the fans, get out there, get on the website, get yeah. your tickets early, make sure you understand the regime. Uh, Joe, thanks for being with us today. We're out of time, but always a pleasure to be at the ballpark. The only thing I missed was my hot dog and my beer. <laughs> Absolutely. But I'll get that in May. Soon enough. All Soon right. enough. Thank you. Thanks again for being with us. Thank you, our viewers, for tuning in this week. It is exciting to come back to you and be out in the field, seeing the places, the people, and the organizations that are making an impact on Michiana's economy. On behalf of Jeff Ray, my co-host, as well as our guest, Commissioner Newsbaum, and Joe Hart, Thank you for tuning in, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. This WNIT local production has been made possible in part by viewers like you. Thank you.